I'm here. Why wasn't I recording when you said that? I'm here for serious work, Josh. <laughs> what? One of us. You has can't to, even say that with a straight no, face. No, but one of us has to be serious. One of us has to bring bring their A game to the table. <laughs> the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. We are back. We are. We've taken, we took a little vacation. We did. It was summertime. It is summertime. It is summertime. It's July in North Carolina. Bob uh, was a traveling fool. I was, I was traveling a little bit. Um, a little. I don't know if we can blame it entirely on me. I prefer me. to. Do you? Throw yeah. me under the Go ahead. Throw me under the bus. Okay. Let me start the bus. And <laughs> fluff, 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 fluff. All right. That was <laughs> me. Back under. up and do it again. <laughs> oh, please hit me in the head <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> so it may be a good metacast if I have some cranial damage. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Uh, so we got a request, actually a comment on our blog asking for. From who? Do you remember? Uh, let me look real quick. It is from Vic at Agile Coffee, who they are fellow Agile podcasters. Oh, that's right. They, uh, I think they're in California and stuff. Yeah. Cool. So what, what did Vic have to ask us? Uh, asking around chapters and how we use them, what they mean to us. Do we go full Spotify, part Spotify? That sounds painful, going full Spotify. It has been. Has it? No, it hasn't. No. It's been something that I found... Their articles, actually, oddly enough, I'm writing a blog for the Dude Technology blog about, I think it's titled, Why We Spotified Our Names. Talking about why we made the switch and what we're doing. Um, I found an article about Spotify and their approach to Agile probably three years ago and have been dying for the opportunity to put that into place because it sounded right to me. One of the things I've always struggled with is the ivory tower of architecture that happens in a lot of places. And I've viewed the Spotify approach of chapters and squads and everything as a way to offset that. We've lately talked about this, I think, on a couple metacasts, and I abuse you about Spotify. Yeah, that's fine. I, ha- I have. Yeah. I-, I think I have. I Not, could be a bit of a Spotify zealot, so I you understand are a that. Bit, you, you are yeah. a bit of a, Well, you were, I mean, before you were starting, but you need to be passionate about things to try to do change initiatives. So, yeah. um, so could you define what they are? Because I get them confused. Like, the, the, three, the three names are what? Chapter, Guild, Squad, or something like that? And Tribe. And Tribe. Oh, yeah. Ooh, a tribe. So I will link to that article that I'm writing so everybody can read. Um, and dig into that. It's got links to videos from Spotify and the original article and everything that went along with it. Oh, that's cool. But one of the things that's always bothered me, which is the start of I feel like I'm selling this article now, so I'm going to stop talking about the article. Um, one of the things that's always bothered me is um, the use of the word team gets applied everywhere, like tests, right? So having an interest in tests that I know you do, what is an integration test? What is a uh, regression test what is a feature test and everybody defines those differently so the thing that's always bothered me is people talk about the team they're on well which team are they on 
is it the engineering team? Is it the database team? Is it the agile team? Is it some project team? That label gets overloaded so much that it's hard to identify which one you're talking about. So to me, the quick win is it clearly defines with those four names what group you're associating yourself with and what you're talking about at that point in time. Okay, and, so that, and how they each have a different role. That's a different twist. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I, I think you're right. that The, the overloading of team... Yeah, it gets confusing sometimes. Yeah, right? and, you, and, and loyalty and your connection to, to you know my, you know we always you know loyalty to your team. Well, which one is testing is a good example. I'm a member of a test team, mm -hmm. but I also get uh, I'm I'm assigned to scrum teams, let's say, or right. agile teams, right? Right. So what's my primary team? Where's exactly? My, yeah, that's a good example. Exactly. So those are things that bother me. The two things that opened my eyes to that was this article from Spotify, and then um, the book How Google Tests software and what they break test down in is to small medium and large and they clearly define what those are they get rid of all the other names that are out there and they just call them small medium and large everybody knows what they are there's no second guessing there's no well a regression test for me at my last company was this but here it's something else so because you can get lost and lose time and it's just waste at that point okay so to define the four labels that are used squads are what most people just call an agile team Okay. So fully cross-functional, everything you need to ship software. Chapter is the, if you stack the, the squads up vertical, like a candle, then the horizontal slice is a chapter. So everybody that does QA across the squads, that's a chapter. So that's the QA chapter. Or everybody that does back-end development, that's a chapter. Okay. So it's people doing like things. The intent is to make sure those people are talking so that way we're not doing the same thing 10 different ways across 10 different squads to make sure we're in sync. Okay. So that architectural focus around that functionality is a chapter. Guild, we actually don't use guilds yet, but guilds are more like just a common interest group. So security is one of those things. Like we don't have a security person in every squad, but there might be people across squads that want to talk about security and make sure we're doing it right and we're safe and secure and everything that goes along with that. So where would front-end design, like if I had JavaScript or front-end design patterns, where would that, would that be a chapter. guild? That would be, it sounded like that would be yeah. a chapter. We actually don't, we've messed around with guilds and haven't had any real luck with them. I just don't think we're big enough yet to where a guild makes sense. Well, you're um, overloading some of the things into into chapters right yeah yeah so guilds i've struggled with we 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 use squads chapters and tribe so tribe is a group of squads that work on one common product oh okay so for us the way we break it up is each development location throughout the world is a tribe because each development location lines up with a product suite okay. so that loosely fits for us it's something new for us that we're we're dipping our toe and we're not all the way there yet, but um, it's starting to help clarify things. And when is it safe to cross over? When is it not? When is it confusing to cross over? What's the right way to handle this? As so we that's the scale? definition. So that was helpful because I, I, I didn't really have clarity. Why is it? So you mentioned the how Google tests software. I mean, just having terminology clarity yeah. help is helpful. but. How does this help you beyond that, just the terminology? I mean, is there anything more to it than just naming conventions? My big drive is the ivory towers that I'm afraid of. I've seen a lot of those and been um, a part of challenges that are presented with that. So 
the approach we take is we have a back-end chapter, a front-end chapter, and a quality chapter. So the back-end chapter is responsible for the architecture of the back-end. So that slices across every squad that's out there. So everybody doing back-end work is talking about <clears throat> the things that are coming up. So what we do within those chapter meetings is we look at the backlogs for all of the squads and what they're doing, the things that are coming up. So is there a new database pattern or something that we're going to have to do hierarchical data something we haven't done before so we've got to figure that out we got to figure out how we're going to do that across the dude what's the right way to handle that so that way once we have that pattern defined every squad knows this is how it's done and the key to me is it's the people doing the work that are defining that because i've had a lot of trouble with architects that sit over somewhere yeah. else and have grand ideas they're good ideas but execution doesn't always line up because how would you, they aren't how dealing would you, with that. How would you scale this, though, to... I mean, you've worked in places that had architects. Right. So let's, let's just hypothetically say you brought the Spotify model in there, mm -hmm. but you didn't destroy the architect house, if you will. Right. How would they, how, how would they integrate, do you think? Would they just be like chapter members or something? like? So we do have architects here, and... I, th I thought you had one. Yeah, you have yeah. a few individuals. So they are the chapter lead. So they're the ones driving the chapter. The key thing for us is to make sure that the architect's not doing everything, that they're leading the discussion. The way I've described it is they are steering the ship. Right? So they are up there. And, and it's not the micro changes along the way, but it's the guardrails, making sure we're we're staying within the architectural guidelines of the way we want to operate, doing things properly for scalable, maintainable software, everything we want to be, but not executing on that, of really helping people when they're there. So being the guide, being the mentor, being those kind of things, not doing the actual architecture work. So the chapter softens, this naming convention or the convention softens the architecture so you can still have an architect there, they're a chapter lead. Mm -hmm. But what's nice about it is it forces them or encourages them to include team members right. in the architecture definition or, yeah. or all that work, right? Mm -hmm. Plus the teams are on the, I'm asking, but the teams are on are in the teams, so the backlogs would hit the teams, so the teams are sort of anticipating architecture work as it hits them. I mean, they're, they're defining it and then they're inheriting it as it, it hits them in the teams, right? Correct. So the last part of every chapter meeting, which we have once a week for each chapter, is looking at the backlogs for each squad and saying what okay. things what things are coming up that we need to be ready for i like that because we do sort of a psi release planning type thing where we try to always have a six sprint view of what's coming at us that's our, that's a topic for another metacast i've modified it a little bit from the traditional release planning no but, but we can tackle that but even the fact that you say six sprint look ahead just just <laughs> puts a smile on your face well it just it's a it's fodder for another medicast <laughs> so that's not that that would be not a term that you would have used a year ago i don't think i've always aspired to have a three-month view for the development team okay. which is about six sprints okay all right um, all right, all right. Yeah, we can we can get into that later yes tomorrow whenever we chat again absolutely okay cool so what else does it give you beyond, I mean, I, I sort of, it gives you structure, it gives you naming conventions, it helps break down things, like I'm assuming UX, so you could have UX, like UX would be cross-cutting, back-end uh, development architecture, front-end development architecture, design elements, 
uh, patterns, things like that. He would all dri- of that. All of that would be chapters, right? Yep, that's all driven there. Okay. So one thing that we are struggling with a little bit is on the quality side of the house. And should quality be its own chapter, should it not? One of the things we talk about is the front-end chapter, the back-end chapter. That's how we build front-end and back-end software. Well, why part, of, part of building software is testing it. Well, why wouldn't quality be a chapter? I mean, what is it, what is it now if it's not a chapter? So the question is, why do we separate it? Why do we create the silo? And why is it not that... So you don't have a... So today... We do, we do, we do. You have a quality chapter today. We do have a quality chapter today. I've been wrestling with in my brain that oh. if, if we want in our squads to operate as we ship software, that's what we do, we are a unit that does that, that the chapters focus on how we ship front-end software or back-end pieces of our software. Mm-hmm. Why does that not include the validation oh, 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 oh. Oh, what and you're the testing of that? So you're saying the technology, why doesn't, it's like the Google, te- you know, you've been reading too much of how Google tests software. So they include it. It's like the software developers and tests and stuff. Yeah. So that's the question you're asking. Yeah. Is why are we, I'm wrestling why with. are we pulling QA out? Yeah. Is it that really could, the right thing to do? So what would you do with QA automation? I believe that's part of it. Now that that's that messy thing is that automation is different for the front end than it is for the back end. So why is not the front end chapter about how we do everything around the front end, not just how we write the C sharp code, but how do we write the whatever else code that that we're writing that we think about it holistically but this could, is how we're going to ship front but i could end see software. consistency though, though so let's say the front end chapter was talking about front end automation the mm-hmm. back end was back end automation um you had a profiling or performance automation right yep. so where's the integration of that because those those three entities could decide to do something very differently right that would be a problem, right? Yeah. So it's. I'm not saying I have an answer. It's just something. No, I've no, been no. I'm actually. Wrestling I'm with not even judging it. it I'm trying to understand. So that's one. Of, so QA is one of those things that's on the seesaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I'm. That I go back and forth depending on the day and what's happening in the squads and the chapters of how I'm scratching my head and saying, hmm, I wonder what the right thing is here. So what is what else does Spotify? And I'm not trivial. It's a it's a neat model, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm literally, honestly, not picking on it. But that sounds like some very simple stuff it gives you. What else does it give you? So there, there's a lot that they go into with their videos and everything. There's more details around it. Um, they are heavily focused. And actually, one of the things I stole from their videos um, is minimum viable bureaucracy of that. That's something that I aspire for us to have within our tribe, our tribes, plural, is that we have just enough bureaucracy for us to operate, but not too much to where it gets in the way, right? The right balance of red tape, like the right balance of architecture. When's it too much? When are you gold plating? When are you doing all that? So everything with a process that goes along with that. They they are focused on having each squad work like a startup of their own and having their own procedures and things. That gets a little hairy when you're going across chapters and guilds and tribes and all that stuff. Of What's what's the right amount of all that? So that's an interesting balance where they're focused on trying to have enough, but not too much. So if I, if I reinterpreted what you just said and, and keep me honest, mm-hmm. it sounds like there's a mindset, a team-based mindset 
uh, a lean mindset that comes out of the Spotify model mm -hmm. that you're trying to impregnate into the team as well, into right. your teams. Yeah. Uh, just enough just enough everything how about accountability like team I want everyone's accountable mm -hmm. on the team so they are invested in agile pretty heavily From, so, so all of these things fit together so yeah. to me it's a slight spin on classic scrum I yeah think they do their own thing they've modified it for what works well for them the people they have mm -hmm. and it aligns with some of the ways that I view Agile done right, so that's why I've driven towards well, there's a light, that. Yeah, there's a lightweight view to it. There's a team accountability. You and I have talked about this a lot. But anytime you have an encapsulation, like a really simple example, uh, I mean, it puts... So Scrum says talks about the team, but I mean, Spotify, it sounds like, puts the team up on a pedestal a little mm -hmm. bit and really emphasizes the squad. Uh, it also emphasizes cross-cutting. I'm sort of asking. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's to the, that's the... That cross-cutting was the thing that clicked with me of, oh, I really like that because it puts responsibility on everybody. So everybody understands the responsibility that they have within the squad and the chapter that they're a part of. Well, I mean, in my coaching, I, I, a lot of times I have trouble, not, not I have trouble, but I have, I have trouble effectively communicating the balance of architecture or UX to, to like people who are adopting Scrum mm -hmm. or Kanban or something. And... Uh, Maybe the Spotify language is a way to convey because I'm trying to. I talk in terms of, I talk in terms of extremes. You can have the extreme where the architects are. Let's use architects. Mm -hmm. They're part of each team, or you can have the extreme where they're out totally outside the team. So they're totally apart. They're totally outside. I try to get people to think in the middle, where the architects need to do some serious look ahead on their own. Yeah. But in order to activate architecture, they have to be part of the team. Uh, which is uncomfortable for most architects. They're yep. used to like lobbing grenades into teams. Right. And th this is another set of language and models that mm -hmm. might, might help that. Because I, I don't know if I effectively communicate that very well. I mean, people nod their heads. Right. But I don't think when they go off into their teams, they really get the, I don't think the architects really get the balance. Yeah, to me, it's a technique to infuse that architectural thought process exactly. in the squads. Now, as we grow, the approach that we're taking is we have an enterprise architect that will be across the tribes. And then we're, we have discussions around an application architect that is a part of each tribe that is the chapter lead or chapter leads for that tribe. So okay. that's how we're thinking about scaling. That we still think there's somebody that should be there to be that shepherd yeah. and that guide yeah. to help because they just have experience that adds lots of value. So one of the things that can be challenging is it sounds like we don't value the, the architects and what they bring to the table. And we do, it's just trying to find the right channel for them to infuse the team and the squad with the right patterns and practices. That's the balance, and yeah. it's just another way of describing that. You said something earlier when I amplified too. You said the grooming aspects, so that they're, you're, you're looking ahead for technology stories, mm -hmm. and that's part of the that's part of the chapter's responsibility. Right, and I like that because and it's you know they they do it once a week and things like that. So there's sort of it's also inspiring that that we're looking at technology look ahead mm -hmm. in the grooming process, right? Yeah. And a lot of folks focus too much functionally on right. that and they forget about that. So I think that's that's important as well. Yeah, so I want to get back to Vic's question here and, and just try and tackle some of the things that he's cool. asking and 
I think one thing that would help is to have a peek into the chapter meetings and how we operate and the way they work. Okay. So we have a chapter meeting every week for each chapter. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are usually the main chapter meetings for the front end and back end. And ahead of that, sometime ahead of that, someone creates a meeting agenda on on our wiki. Um, as discoveries come up or as people say, gosh, we need to talk about this as a chapter. We need to figure out how we're going to do that. Somebody puts an agenda item on there and says, Bob's going to talk about this for 15 minutes. He's going to show how they've done hierarchical data because hierarchical data is going to be something we do as we grow. It's just a common pattern and problem we're going to have. And Bob's figured it out in his squad, so he's going to share with the world this is yep, how we've done yep. it. So we go through that. Bob gets up, shares his code, shares his information, the research he's done. It's like, this is how we're doing it. And everybody, There's questions, and it's a lot of discussion. It's very engaged and very active of people helping to drive towards the right answer. So we go through that. Then the last part, which sometimes we get too hung up on all that stuff on Bob talking about his new stuff that one of the things we're trying to do a better job of, and we actually talked about moving to the front, is that look ahead of what's coming. Mm -hmm. And what are the things we need to figure out? And we actually ask for volunteers of, okay, who wants to go and do the research and figure this out and come back to the chapter and say, I'm proposing we do this this way. What do you guys think? So hopefully someone signs up. If not, we volunteer somebody. Okay, Bob, you're going to do this. You're going to figure this out. Um, and they go off, and a week later for that chapter meeting, they come up with an agenda item like, okay, I'm going to go over the new design for the headphones we're building. And they go through and walk that through the chapter, and everybody gives feedback, and we narrow in on the right answer. So it infuses that thinking across everybody that's in that chapter of the architectural view because we do want everybody to begin to think like that and have those thought processes as they're writing every little bit of code and is this going to scale is this the right pattern is this going to work well in six months or is this going to be a total mess so what i heard was shared technology experiences sort of mm -hmm. in advance that could be tools that could be patterns mm -hmm. then i heard story uh look at upcoming stories and, and talk about the design of those things, anticipate design, mm -hmm. uh, maybe do spikes, what I would call technology spikes. Those are generally spikes. Yeah, so those end up as spikes within the With, sprint. Within the sprint, but mm -hmm. that's the sort of discussion. And that's the focus. The chapter is totally focused on technology issues related to the functional backlog. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. What's missing in there in, in typical grooming is that's, that can come out of grooming meetings, but it, it can be missed in grooming meetings as well, right? Mm. It's sort of, it depends on the team. So do you do backlog grooming as well? Every squad does backlog refinement. For refinement, yeah. sorry, okay. Yep. Everybody so, does refinement. So you sort of have two meetings, the pace is up to the team, et cetera, the length, mm -hmm. but there's refinements on functionality and then there's chapter meetings on this technology look ahead. Yeah, and what can happen and does happen often is chapter members bring those spikes to refinement, saying, hey, we gotta figure this out because this new functionality we've never done is coming. So we have the spike, We've sized it at three points or whatever it is, yep. and we've got to pull it in, and here's why. Yep. One of the things that we're working on getting better at is giving those the same value, the same definition of ready that we do the, the user stories that the product owner brings. There's times where we take a shortcut, and we say, oh, well, this is a spike about this. Like, we don't really define the business value of why we're doing it. We just say it. So we've got to get better at that, but that's something we know that we're working on. Would the product owner come to the chapter meeting? I, I'm guessing. Product owners are there, yeah. Oh, they are there. Yeah. I, I would have guessed not. 
they are there because it just helps them understand what's coming up, what's coming up, what's going, what challenges. Yeah, what's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. What's what should I be worried about? Maybe I need to change the priority on something because it's it sounds like it's going to be bigger than I thought. So maybe we should jump that up, up a couple spots. Okay. So it right. really helps inform them. But again, pure technology sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. It's all about the how in the chapter meetings. Okay. So the other thing um, Vic's asking about lessons learned in creating and shepherding these chapters, the big, big, big mistake that we did when we started with chapters here at The Dude was we overstratified. So every little layer that you can think of was a chapter. Okay. So people were split three different ways and weren't sure what to do. We had too many chapter meetings. It was just a horrible mess. So we ended up compressing it into front end and back end and saying, if you do front end, it's front end. If you do anything in the back end, database, API, any of that stuff, that's the back end. So we lumped them all together because we had just every layer you can think of we had. And that was just, it just was way so too hard. So keep it simple. The yeah. advice to I'm curious, do people uh, attend, like if I'm a back-end engineer, and I'm not looking if they're invited, but do they actively attend the front-end side? Is it, Are there any learning curve opportunities yeah. from one to the other? Do you see that as yeah. a side effect? Yeah, and, and we actually struggle with some of the full-stack folks that we have that want to be in both and okay. want to be a part of both and don't want to lose touch with the other. So okay. you do have that, that uh, crossover. Cool. Because yeah. we do have... About half our folks are full stack, and they don't want to lose that, and that's something that they value and that exactly. we value. But it's time, right? It's yeah. just time and balancing it. Right. Cool. That was that helped me actually with with the model to some degree, and it's also curious what you're doing here. Do you think we answered Vic's question? I hope so. If not, he knows how to tell us we didn't. Well, we'll and, and we're going to gonna post, but we're going to post your article. Yeah. It, are, is it already up on the dude website? Or? No, it's going to be at, well by the time this podcast goes live, it'll, it'll be, be live. up. So it'll be, it'll be in. So you're committing to a link in the metacast to the dude blog? Yes, I have already. It's saved as a draft mode. Oh, cool! On our blog, so I just got to refine a couple things and put the videos in there because I'm including as much reference material as I have. There's also an article I found from a company called Huddle that did basically the same thing. They're saying, here's how we use the Spotify model and put yep. it in place. So at the bottom, there's extra bonus content that is Fantastic. that is a video from, actually there's two videos from Spotify, and then another article similar to the one that I just wrote about, this is how we're doing it. So we'll give you another view of how other people are trying to tackle this. Fantastic. Nice job, Josh. Thank Metacasters, you, I don't know if you've been a, if you've been a long-time listener there's a there's an ongoing joke. I don't think it has any basis in reality. Right. Where I t I talk more than Josh does, but I think this Metacast was more balanced. Josh, what do you think? Balanced. Balanced. I think balance would be a good goal. Yeah, I think it was balanced, <laughs> and and I think I think Josh was very thoughtful. In his, in, <laughs> the in, thoughtful Josh movement. In the in the thoughtful Josh movement. No. So we need to wrap this. We need to wrap. So it up. big announcement for everybody. Uh oh. I'm going to spring this on you since I haven't even told you. Uh, this is. A We're going to get a real what? reaction here. So I ordered Metacast stickers. You did not. I did. So trying to think about how we give those away, the right way to do that. Current thought is, and we can hash this out on the podcast live. Throw this at you here. Okay. Um, anybody that gives us a topic idea that we end up talking about. You get a sticker. a sticker. Yeah. 
But yeah. you will start there. We'll start there. Occasionally, I could throw in a book as well if it's a really Ooh, good one. Nice. I, I've got three books, agile books that might be of interest. We can round robin them, and and we'll if we're going to send them a sticker, we, we can, can send them a sticker as the bookmark. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. So what we're looking for, and we always look for this, but we're we're continuing as we grow. We're thank you, Vic, for for engaging, and we want more of that. We want topic questions. Uh, if you want to suggest a, uh, someone that we could invite to the Metacast, I mean, we, we're open books yep. with, for feedback. So suggestions for topics, suggestions for speakers. Are you and I in the fall? Are we going to be at a conference or something? Orlando. We're in Orlando together. Mm-hmm. So, so looking, just suggest people. In the past, we've had a couple guest speakers. We're looking to do more of that. So, mm-hmm. so topics, speakers, questions. Uh, Feedback for for uh, for me to talk more. With, 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 that's a joke, <laughs> and everyone should get that. But it's not a joke. But it's not a joke. <laughs> so we're we're an open book when it comes to that stuff. We really we're serving you all, uh, and that's Josh and mine's mindset is yep. is to serve the community and to try to help any way we can. So help us to help you all. And we really appreciate you listening. Absolutely. And if and how do you get us feedback if you're listening to us? You should have. You should know. Yeah. So things that help us. Twitter is the fastest way to get in touch with us. Comments on the blog come right to us. Um, what I've learned and continue to learn about the podcasting world is reviews and comments and all of that help us show up in searches more often. So that way we can reach more people. Because to what Bob just said, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help. So oh, any way you can help us reach more people. Yeah. Would pa- be wonderful. Pass the word for on, on, if you like the Metacast. Pass it around to your colleagues. We've been seeing more and more of that lately. Uh, so pass it around. Uh, we're trying to add value. Uh, we're trying to change the world from an agile perspective. Uh, we really have big goals, uh, and we're trying to do whatever we can. So uh, share us and give us reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. So, Josh. Bob. Do we, we put a fork in this? I think we did. I think we did. So, everyone, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.